0: In
1: everybody's <laughs> turn. Yeah, so we're all here to remember life of Kobe Bryant. It was just so tragic this morning. We were sitting here. We've been talking about him, right, Oba? We're about Why were we talking about Kobe this morning? Because
0: we
2: were talking about being the, what is it, the greatest athlete in the NBA, and we came up with uh, it was Michael Jordan, Yeah, and how he plays defense, and how Luke mm-hmm. is not going to be the, uh, one of the greatest players. Oh, that NBA is was, uh, So we were talking about the fact that Kobe brought it
1: defensively. Yeah, and Jordan too. Yeah. So we were d- discussing that defensive aspect of becoming an all-time great and really the drive you need too. I mean, these two were just phenomenal athletes. We heard the stories about like his workouts, Taylor. I mean, we were remembering the practice he had with Nick Young and that whole Lakers squad, but he was just cursing everybody out.
3: Yeah, I mean, that's his legacy. That's what he's always been known for is being that killer, the mob mentality, but... I think the way he's acted the last four years is, is almost more important because a guy of his stature, he's, he's an icon. He's not just one of the best players. He's an icon in a couple of different areas just surrounding basketball. So guys with that legendary status, I mean, when they retire, they can kind of pick two choices, like stick around or disappear, and no one would have said anything if he disappeared. But he's you know stuck in the game, whether it's ESPN detail, talking to young guys like Tatum, Booker, all those guys. Just, you know, the whole pushing women's basketball forward, all that. I think that's almost more important than him being the killer on the court.
1: Was that video of him and his daughter from a WNBA game? No, that was from a Lakers (laughs) team a couple weeks ago. I think that was from the game. But he was was frequenting WNBA games. Yeah, no, he was always there. He was involved with, you know,
3: college uh, college women's basketball and obviously his daughter Gianna's team,
1: rest in peace Gianna as well. The guy just loved basketball. Like, his life was basketball. Everybody around the world knew him, and he was someone who, like, inspired other people to play around the world. I mean, they're, they're only really – I mean, Tyler, who do you think worldwide are the five most recognizable basketball players ever? Um, I'd say
4: – well, first and foremost, my name's Tyler. Thanks for getting that right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd say LeBron James – Uh, Kobe Bryant, of our lifetime, or just all-time? All-time. Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, and then probably, that's a tough one, I mean, any number of guys, but in terms of international growth, I'd say Kevin Durant.
1: Yeah, and the fact that we say Kobe right after Jordan is so fitting. You know, this was a guy who came up watching Jordan and really just modeled himself after him. It felt like Nate. Like, that, that's honestly what I look at, is that he had those shoes to fill. He made it his mission to fill those shoes. And honestly, he ended up with his own shoes. We're probably talking about Kobe's as, like, the second greatest shoe ever, right? LeBron didn't get to number two. And honestly, there's still a lot of people out there who believe that Kobe had a better career than LeBron. Now is not really the time to talk about that, but, like, you know he was able to get himself not quite to Jordan's level, but to the place where we're talking about those two in the same sentence.
0: I mean, when you talk about Kobe Bryant, he's literally the best player from 20 from the 2000s on in terms of just the killer mentality, the championships, um, what, like just willing himself to victory every night. Even one moment that stands out to me the most about how much he really cared about the game was when he was dragging the Lakers to the, that playoff appearance and he tore Achilles. Obviously a torn Achilles is a very, a very, very tragic injury. However, he still brought himself to the free throw line to make those two free throws. That mm-hmm. just shows like how much of a champion he was in the, Mabba mentality that he just put on display. It feels so weird that we're talking about this today. I mean, we were... This
1: guy was going to be in coaching. He was going to be a legend around the game. Did, didn't he just get inducted in the Hall of Fame, too?
3: It was No, it was going to be this year. But, I mean, like, LeBron passed him for third, all-time scoring last night, and immediately Kobe tweets out, like, you know... That was last push, night. Yeah, yeah, keep pushing the game forward, like, respecting I mean, King James. Like, it was just... It, it, it's out of nowhere, out of nowhere, like the videos of him and Gianna at games were two weeks ago. He was just on all the smoke with Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson yeah, last like last podcast. week. He was on Knuckleheads yeah. with, you know, D-Miles and Darius. Uh, not, uh, Quinn Richardson a couple months ago, like, it's not like it's like, it was just like Kobe was just living. It's not like he was gone and then this happened.
4: It's like
1: every day, Kobe was just like on TV everywhere, 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 and then
3: it comes to a halt.
1: Yeah, and we know the impact on guys like Jason Tatum who are working out with him. I, we still have Shaquille like hearing his reaction today was so crazy I mean Kyrie left the garden. it was insane yeah Kyrie didn't
3: play tonight against the Knicks obviously those two were close it's,
1: it's crazy it was insane like there's really no other way to put this is that like no one saw this coming we had, I heard someone on the radio talking about you know we write obituaries of famous people like as we see their death coming no one had an obituary ready for this guy I mean he was 41 years old he still has so much more impact to make in the world. Uh, Tyler, for you and me, and Taylor too, as Celtics fans, like we remember coming into our own as sports fans, battling this guy, and just the size of the opposition that he himself provided in those finals, whether it was 2008 or 2010, like he was just otherworldly. And we had Kevin Garnett, we had Paul Pierce, we had Ray Allen, we had three Hall of Famers, and it felt like that was what you needed to counteract them. I think what was so special about them. I mean, at least in terms of my basketball fandom, where there
4: were there a few there con- a few constant const- constants. Excuse me. And Kobe was one of them. Tim Duncan was the other. Mm-hmm. And now LeBron, and just those three guys have just always been a gigantic force in the league. Just absolutely, just doing incredible things, and on a nightly basis, both. For the game and outside of the game for their communities, too, and just watching them was just an absolute privilege, especially Kobe.
1: So, this morning, TMZ reported it first. It was a helicopter crash. They were going to his daughter Gianna's game. Kobe was coaching her team. Uh, you had another coach in the helicopter. It was a baseball coach, too, a famous. I think guy. it was a
3: parent. I oh, think it was no, a right. college coach. I, parent.
1: I think he was just. Yeah, he was still like, a talent
3: parent. Respect right, to that. Student. You know that family, too. Yeah, that family, too. It's That's not just, you it's had not nine just people Kobe on Bryant. Top. It's not just everybody there. I mean, and, like, speaking about the Celtics thing, Kobe's part of the reason I care about the Celtics the way I do. Like, that 2010 finals, you know, 12 years old, you think, That's you great. know, especially being a Boston sports fan, a lot of it's been great. You go to championships, and it, our teams have won them, and then Kobe just took it. No, Rivalry time. Right and it was like oh Celtics Lakers like we're coming into you know like where you you can really be a fan really understand it and like that's our first taste of Celtics Lakers is you know getting your heart ripped up by
1: Kobe so oh, it's like man I will never forget that feeling and now this is two times Kobe's made me cry in my life you know today and that 2010 game 7 cuz I remember that was a massive lead in that fourth quarter and there was 7 8 minutes left I was planning out the parade and <laughs> It wasn't so much him. He had one of his rougher games in playoff history there. But, you know, him willing his way to the rim, taking shot after shot, he was the guy who just, no matter how bad of a game he was having, he was going to keep shooting for better or for worse. And that was something that defenses had to respect. And you see that image of him standing on the sideline right now with the confetti falling, threw the ball down. I was devastated because I was so certain the Celtics were going to win one. We were going to have a parade. And then him and Gasol and them just tore it apart. That was just, as much as that was a quintessential moment for young Lakers fans, that was like the gut-wrenching moment of the decade for all Celtics fans. And that 2006
4: season he had, too, where he just ruled the Lakers by himself. I mean, he was incredible. really was incredible. And he just, it didn't matter what you threw at him, he was going to get his buckets. And the game
2: will really miss him. I mean, I talk about I talk about the Celtics, man. you gave them so many rivalry, but, man, we got to talk about the Spurs, man. Mm-hmm. The Spurs always gave them a tough time, you know, when you had Tony Parker, Mondo, um, Jackson, right? You also had Tim, like, they were throwing so many doubles at him, you know? I was telling Bob back in, uh, what was it, 07, right? There was Western Conference Finals when they was going at it, right? It was just intense. Like, I don't know how many different lineups uh, popped through at him, but it was insane, you know. It's like the Spurs was always at him, you know. This man has always been him. That was the thing.
1: It, yeah, we go back to the beginning of his career when he had those monster teams like Shaquille O'Neal. What was stopping those teams from going to the finals every other every year except for the Spurs? I mean, oh, it, was it was just them in the Kobe Spurs. That. I
3: was watching interviews. Funny enough, this morning I was watching old interviews with Kobe, you know, sitting down with Tracy McGrady, you know, sitting down with other players, yeah. sitting down with, you know, Rachel Nichols. And one of them, he said, I mean, the reason everyone asked like, how many championships would you and Shaq have won you know, had you stay together? He said, I mean, the Spurs played a part in it. Like, mm-hmm. if the Spurs aren't the Spurs, then, yeah, we
1: can run them off. But, like, Tim Duncan and them were still there. And that's why we remember a lot of basketball people think of Duncan's career being better than Kobe's because of the fact that he was able to stay in front of Kobe. Like, that was, like, a massive part of it. And they were able to win championships with a guy that large in their way. Like, they just interconnected. LeBron and Kobe, interconnected as anybody. Yeah. And we never got that final. No, All those years. All those we
0: wanted. We that. Never, ever it. And it's a shame that we never got it. Literally, the, probably the best moment that I can think of off the top of my head with Kobe and LeBron, was that all-star game when Kobe was about to retire. Yeah. Um, but besides that, just a, just think about it. A Kobe and LeBron final. End, no. Arguably two of the top five players ever in the final. Like, when, when have you ever seen that?
1: Everybody was itching for that every year. Yeah, the every Celtics prevented year. it. Other years, it was the Spurs. Mm-hmm. You had those two. That year was the magic. Yeah. Magic. Oh, <laughs> Howard, oh, oh nine. Howard. Yep. Yeah. I remember that year, man. Oh, nine. And then Kobe got his fourth, and then he got his fifth the year right after. What an era that was for NBA basketball. And you know what? Everyone's talking right now about, oh, basketball is done. Everybody's playing the same style of game, blah, 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 blah. That's for a different episode. But I will say this. You don't really have guys with distinctive styles like Kobe's fadeaways and all those spin moves he had and the heavy dribbling and just the artistry to his game, the mid-range game that he displayed. No one's doing that today. I
3: mean, well, the game has obviously changed to a point where you're being told not to shoot a lot of those mid-range shots. Mm-hmm. Obviously, with the Celtics stuff, we know how much people railed on how Jason Tatum played last year after working out with Kobe in the offseason. But the thing about Kobe is you don't, hear, you don't hear a lot of these NBA players saying, I grew up modeling my game after LeBron. Like, you hear Ben Simmons say it, you hear Lucas say it, but it's like, yeah, you're 6'9", 6'10", you're gifted. Right. Like, that's what everyone... Like whether it's like throwing stuff in the trash can, whatever, like people always yell on Kobe, but you anytime you like listen to these young guys talk, I mean Devin Booker's warming up today, he's got the Kobe's on, you know, tears in his eyes. You look at his game and there's a lot of Kobe in his game, there's a lot of Kobe in Tatum's game. So it's like you see Kobe in a lot of these young players more than more than any other player. And I remember it 2010 he win a finals. And then you start to have that 2011, 2012 era when like everything was kind of like coming together. Yeah. Obviously, LeBron's taking off as a player, but Kobe had the shoes, like the what the Kobe's. Everything was going crazy. Kobe was still like an icon, even when it, like his play was falling and the Lakers weren't necessarily in the conversation anymore. Like right. it was still like Kobe, LeBron, KD. Who's who's
1: number one? Yeah. yeah. I mean, we just finished talking about David Stern and how that brought the game worldwide. I think Kobe embraced that as much as anybody. This guy in China is like, has to Huge. be number one or number two. No one else has yeah. showing up to the gym in any uniform, but look, people wear full Kobe uniforms here.
3: Yeah. At yeah. Q's, like yeah. to the gym.
2: <laughs> it's <laughs> crazy. <laughs> <laughs> They're playing they play wow.
3: pickup ball in like the, the number eight Kobe jersey with yeah. the Lakers shorts and everything. Yeah. And How's
1: the <laughs> and, and the pride that with which him, LeBron, those guys brought to that Team USA the gold medals that they won with Melo. Yeah, yeah, the redeemed team, 2004, they lost. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they needed these guys to they revive the U.S.'s stature in basketball around the world. And when you have that talent, you're going to do it. But the guys had to go out there with enthusiasm and do it. And they all did take pride in that. I mean, those are some special USA teams that he was at the center of. And that's why you gained that status worldwide during the Olympics going against these other countries mm-hmm. and doing amazing things. It, like, he
2: didn't have it easy. Like, I keep telling him, like, the thing what I love about Kobe man, he didn't have it easy. Like, from on the court, off the court, you know, just from, like, the Achilles and shoulder injuries. Like, I always talk about his documentary, The Muse, right? This man's on a wheelchair at the free throw line in the Staples Center, at 5 a.m. shooting free throws, you know? There's no man in the NBA that I've seen that works harder than this guy else hands down, like he comes back still shooting. This is his passion, this is what he loves to do. You know, and, he, and you see it in his eyes. Nothing will ever be, my favorite Kobe moment had to be 2001 when AI and him went at it in the freaking finals. Two people that was viewed as villains in the NBA, they went at it and they went at it with stone cold killing.
1: And he didn't want to be like, he loved being hated he around it. the league.
2: He embraced it, that was, that's why he became the Black Mamba. Mm-hmm. That's why he came the Black Mamba, that was his identity. That shit from 8 to 24, he embraced that shit. And that's what he loved to do.
1: Oh, my. They gave it to him in Boston all those years, Tyler. And more often than not, he made him pay. You went to the last game you ever played at the Garden, right? Can you remember that one?
4: Oh, absolutely. I was with my brother. And I was honestly in disbelief when the entire Garden, except myself and my brother, were (laughs) him. I mean, he's like the – as Taylor was saying earlier, he's a huge reason why I became – even a bigger Celtics fan that I was because that anger, that rivalry just brought out the best. And seeing him just so beloved by everyone, it really took my breath away. And honestly, it gave me a different perspective as to what he meant to the game and what he meant to everyone, even people within Boston. I,
1: <laughs> there's so many funny clips, incredible moments from his career between the 8 and 24. How crazy was it that they could do the 8 and 24 shot clock violations too? Like yeah, It's a tribute to him today. So creative. I think I don't want to give Popovich credit for that one, but that might have been him because that did start in the Raptors-Spurs game.
3: They both took shot clock.
1: But, Incredibly yeah. creative and crazy that you could do both of those for his two numbers to start his career. I love the one where he's on the inbounds against Matt Barnes. Matt oh, yeah. oh, Barnes yeah. is <laughs> not on the ball. <laughs> he's, he's just standing well,
3: That's there. why Matt Barnes joined the Lakers the next year, and both of them say that's why because Matt Barnes would, like, mess with Kobe, and I guess Kobe hit him and was like, if you're crazy enough to, like,
1: mess with me on the court, then you can play with me. Like, come <laughs> over, over to L.A. And that's cool. 20 years with the same organization. He was going to try to push out of there by the time Paul Gasol was coming around, but that does force the Lakers to make a move. It was a similar deal with Paul Pierce in Boston mm-hmm. before they finally made the moves that they did. And bringing back Celtics-Lakers was just massive for this league. That was really the turning point for the league. I mean, there was some messy times through the 2000s. You had the mouse at the Palace. You had some, like, gritty finals matchups, 2007, the final sweep. Like, the, the, bringing Lakers, Celtics back before LeBron reached, reached that new level with the Heat, mm-hmm. before Steph Curry came into the league, that two and three finals run that they had was a massive moment for interest in the league. Because, yeah. you know, you hadn't had a Celtics-Lakers series since the 80s. I
4: think it's also really special. Shout out Trey Young for wearing number eight tonight. I thought that was really, yeah,
1: really exactly. yeah, definitely
4: really
1: There's gonna be some incredible tributes. They're gonna do a Lakers, uh, Staples Center, mm-hmm. funeral. I'd imagine you know, yeah, like get, almost over ten years after Michael Jackson had his funeral there, it's probably gonna be a similar outpouring and support in LA there. Like th- this guy just became LA too. He was from Philadelphia, right? Yeah, gets drafted yeah. by Charlotte, and then. Just ends up there. Like, yeah, it was nice finished. Finish.
2: Yeah.
1: He embodied LA, a lot of what he was able to do over his years there. And there was just a special attachment that LA had. You were just out in LA. I actually was. Yeah. You know, what, what was, what it, is it about that city and him that matched together? It's a,
0: honestly, it's a Kobe town, man. Like, LA is a place for superstars, and Kobe was definitely one of the biggest superstars the NBA has ever had. Um, Just everything about LA screamed success, and Kobe Bryant was. Someone who put that on the map and allowed people to say basketball is back. Essentially, um, it's amazing that teams have already decided to retire his numbers. The Mavericks are retiring number. Um, I've heard ideas about people retiring 24 across the league. One thing that I think would be kind of cool is people retiring the number 81 for the 81 points they scored against mm-hmm. Toronto across the league. Um, but also when you talk about Kobe too, you have to think about all the commercials and all the great moments that he had yeah. off the court. Like jumping over the car, yeah. Like, yeah, all like that off so, the car man. was amazing. Um, also that one commercial we had with Jalen Rose, where he talks about like the eight yeah. point. is so hilarious. Or the mom assistant with Kanye.
1: Yeah. Oh man, and two similar personalities right there, really. And I just the best.
3: Now, we don't have to get into it, but I disagree.
1: Yeah. We'll save that one. I mean, they were just so. Here's why I I draw the parallel between them is that hyper obsession over their product. I agree. Yes. I agree. As a worker, yes. Okay. Everything, his teammates, the organization, everything was an arm and extension of what he was trying to do there. And. You know, LeBron reached that capacity to some degree, but I felt like Kobe had a stronger grip on that earlier in his career. And I guess having Shaquille O'Neal alongside helps you a little bit in that regard. And he was a young guy on a
3: team full of vets. He right. couldn't, yeah. he couldn't go out. Like he couldn't do anything. He's 17, 18, 19 years old with a team full of vets
1: who didn't want him there. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> and we talk about the difference between the number eight Kobe and the number 24 Kobe too. Huge. It was a massive transformation in that regard. And You know, it's interesting. When he was 24, everything was an extension of him. He had full control over those practices. If you were slacking, he was on top of you. It's it's leadership.
0: Some people could deal with it. Other people couldn't. It's funny that you bring up the 8 and 24 comparison because I actually have a question for the panel in the first place. Which player is actually better, 8 Kobe or
2: 24 Kobe? I'll, I'll I'll talk first. I mean, I, I'm always – I'm an A guy in terms of, like, scoring stuff like that. Filthy guy. But in terms of who I would go with today as 24, 24 had a huge impact on our generation, again, like, on and off the field, right? You see so many people's games being copied by him, right? Jason Tatum studies him. Or even on that show that he has on ESPN, the Kobe Bryant one, seeing how he dissects, like, Jason Tatum's game just from the jab, pull-up jump shot. It's like you see how the fruition of his game is. So 24 is always my guy in terms of maturity. Um, and how he's led and how he's led on and off the court. guys
1: are gonna this almost brings him to that and we talk about this too with you know guys who die early almost take on that like mythical status and he already had that to some degree when he was retiring and out of the game people modeling their games after him the shoes all that stuff the commercials now you just have that to remember him by you don't have the person there and it's almost going to bring him to a new level, I feel like, of influence for people who are coming back into the game. Because we were thinking about this probably just about a week or two ago. You know, you don't hear as many people shooting papers in the trash can and yelling Kobe. You know, you had Curry kind of taking that you know. spot. You had LeBron <laughs> taking that spot. But for younger people, people who well, couldn't remember I agree. Kobe. I agree. This with is going to bring him back he, I that agree economy. with
3: Steph. I agree with Steph. But I don't know if you can have more influence than Kobe already did. Like, the amount of access we've always had to every part of his life, yeah, to everything. It's like the only thing you really hear is that he like didn't go out. He, you know, his like peers didn't see him out and about. But like in terms of like, we had access to everything. Like yeah. uh, up through his, you know, being upset in the beginning, or no, like winning championships at beginning, beginning, being upset at the end of Shaq, you know, good again, all the injuries that kind of ended things, and even post career, like we've had even more access post career. So I don't know if he can have more influence, but, like, in terms of the mythical, like, icon status, you're right. It's a different level. Like, Tim Duncan is one of the greatest players of all time, and everyone knows that, but he's not the icon Kobe is. No. He's
0: just uh, not. No.
3: And, and no. obviously, it's, like, gameplay and style and all that and everything, but, like, as well. yeah, it, right. it, like, it, like, he has two numbers retired in the Staples Center. Like, things like that, No normal people don't have that. And yeah. to answer, like, Nate, like, I think 24 is a more refined player. But when you watch highlights of number eight, Kobe, like oh. some of the stuff, he has one in transition. He goes behind his back, reverse Her dunk. Oh. Yes. Like oh. in transition, like going full speed, like in it, like just like wrapped it behind right. his back and then spun
1: around and then dunks it. Was that the same year he won the dunk contest?
3: No, that was 97. Like, so he would have been like a little older by this. But like some of the stuff, I mean, Tracy McGrady and him were talking about this morning when I was watching it. You know, T-Mac came down, gave Kobe a bucket, almost made him fall over. But then Kobe came down and dunked on, like, four defenders immediately. Like, you know, hit a little right. crossover, and then there's like, like angrily. And, like, we weren't necessarily old enough to remember super athletic Kobe for a ton, right. which is unfortunate, because I I would have loved to, like, gotten to experience a little more of, like, young number eight Kobe. Right. But I think number eight Kobe was more fun to watch, you know,
1: in terms of highlights and from what I remember. So that's where I'm going. Hey. There were rumors earlier in the day. There was a lot of messy reporting with this one. You know, different numbers of people dying on the plane. Like, yeah, even like one like, versus yeah. crazy like that. But. Yeah, I mean, that that was tough. But then we go into whether there were going to be games today or not. I mean, that's what we were reaching a point with his influences. There were rumors that there were going to be games canceled. There were conversations had. You know, I heard mm-hmm. from people within the league that there were conversations had about that logistically. They weren't able to do it. But think of that. I mean, they were on the verge of canceling games today over this man's death. I mean, you have players crying pregame. It's just...
3: He's who, one of the top three most influential players ever. It's wow. every
1: Period. Him, Jordan, LeBron.
3: Those are the three people argue as greatest of all time. Yeah. Those yeah. are the three. Yeah. However you feel about it, those are the only three players in that conversation, the only three players that have that type of like feeling around them. I think Kevin Durant will be the next one to get there. If You know, he comes back, like, injury-wise. But, like, it's only
1: those three that people talk about like that. It's like, are you a Kobe guy? Are you a Jordan guy? Are you a Vaughn guy? It's, yeah. That's how it is. And the funniest part about that is what Nate said before we got on here. Kobe would have been like, what the hell? We're not playing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Me I mean, break. that's what he would have wanted. He wanted would have wanted everybody to play today. And it was nice to see everybody out there competing some great games. It was a Pelican-Celtics game. It was really good tonight, I thought, even though the Celtics lost. and you know, We can, don't even have time to get into that game here on the post-game side of this because this just overtakes it all on a day like this. The 24th sitting on the shot clock we're watching right now. Kobe Bryant's shoes all over the league. It's just crazy. It's insane. And I think
4: what's really impressive, too, is just the fact that he was a Laker his entire career. Oh, I mean, 100%. Just, 100%. We definitely right. hold those players in a different regard. I mean, uh, Dirk, uh, Duncan, as we discussed, yeah, but I yeah. mean, obviously Kobe was just a way bigger figure than him. And the fact that he had basically two separate dominant runs with the same team mm-hmm. and he stuck it out through injury and just even through some messy management, just I give him all lot props in the world.
1: Gonna be some incredible tributes coming too. I already mentioned that funeral. You gotta imagine. But, like, think about the tributes he got. Like last night, a, we we had 11 minutes of LeBron talking
3: like beautifully about Kobe, yeah. just because he passed him on the list. Not yeah. not nothing said. Just like that's like one of my mentors, one of my peers. I passed him. Like, listen, how
1: crazy that is.
3: Just it, he got it, a it feeling. doesn't feel
1: real. He got a feeling before he went out too of what kind of impact he had on the game. In his last season with that goodbye tour. Yeah. And that got capped yeah. off with the jazz game. Yeah. And that's I mean, we already have points. a we already have a song by the game that mentions that moment, mm-hmm. scoring sixty on the jazz, most points ever by a player in the final game. Yeah. We all gave him crap at the time, because he went out there and took every single shot. We and all forced didn't. himself to that game. I did. I did a lot of people. It's just Taylor always apologized for the unpopular guys who got a lot of crap during their career. But it's still crazy that you can will yourself to that on your last legs, as he was. Yeah. Because after that Achilles injury, he wasn't the same he way. He wasn't the same. What's he crazy, same. What's crazy? Same. I,
3: I just assumed he was going to be, too. Because it was Kobe, he tore his Achilles at, like, 34 years old. And I was like, okay, like
4: it's Kobe. Kobe well, he'll uh, like, like, be like, like,
3: fine. And then he, like, broke his kneecap the next year. Oh. And I was like, all right, well, okay, a little older, but whatever. Still so Kobe, like... It's Kobe. Uh,
0: and then the shoulder. The and shoulders I was like, like oh. I think, all I, think right. I think it's also funny, the events leading up to Kobe's last game in the first place in terms of challenging him to get there. Yeah, he yeah, yeah. did. And <laughs> I'm just saying now, like watching TNT, saying he's not getting 50. I mean, and yeah, he goes go out and gets with Everybody there. Was, was there. Every everybody, there. Everybody, like, it was like, a moment, like, was like, it was literally a moment. And just the outpouring of love and support for Kobe shows how much the game Gonna be awesome.
1: Let's talk about Shaq too. Shaq sent him a message today. We're reaching a moment of reckoning on their relationship yes. too. They had had some conversations and there's been some documentaries and Jeff Perlman has a new book coming out about um, the Showtime and then of course the second Showtime era with them. Mm-hmm. Um, we were finally starting to see them get back close to like a ch- talking level because it have always been awkward between them. Yes. You know, they had met up and there had been a couple of different resolutions between those two. But the way they broke up, one of the greatest basketball stories of all time, because those two, if they were able to stay together, depending on how Shaq would have held up, he probably would have held up better being alongside Kobe in that competitive atmosphere. But that, they won three championships together. They maybe could have won six, seven, eight if they were able to keep it going. Like, they were just on such a tear. They had such ownership over the league. The finals that they were winning was just overwhelming dominance too, and all that could break them up was each other. Each other. That's what ended that dynasty with both of them.
3: Yeah, that's uh, that's what happened, though. Yeah. Yeah. Shaq had his thing. Shaq. Shaq. Both of them were right to oh. act the way they did. It, <laughs> yeah, it happened.
0: But I also appreciate how both of them, like after the time passed, both of them took responsibility for 100%. their role. Like, I feel like yeah. that was just super grown up, I mean, that just showed how. Things are supposed to be done. And,
3: I mean, this morning, Sharif O'Neal is tweeting out, like, DMs he's having with Kobe this morning. Mm -hmm. Like, Kobe just, like, checking in. I'm like, hey, you good? Like, stuff like that. Like, it's just crazy. It doesn't feel real at all.
1: I I still go back to how expressive his game was, too. So much of it was modeled after Jordan. Mm -hmm. The free throw form that he had, the shot, the moves in between. But he made it his own in a way through his personality, through the city, like, through so many different means. He was so modeled after Jordan, but eventually it became him.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's our Jordan. Yeah. yeah I, think, I think it's funny that you bring up that Jordan comparison, too, because I don't know if anyone else has seen the video, that video of, like, them playing, like, basketball, and, like, you literally switch the frame. One frame is Jordan, yeah. and the other frame is Kobe, and it's, like, it's it's the, the same, same, same exact move. Like, that was just so impressive. Like, that's Kobe. I mean, Kobe, man. So, like, I, I mean, there's one great thing enough. I
2: do have to say today, and I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for a word on him, but, man, I would love to hear what Phil Jackson has to say about coaching Kobe because mm-hmm. we be forgetting, man, the coaches are really one of the big – Phil Jackson, as a coach, really led that Lakers team into a conversation that we're having today. And, I mean – you had Derek Fisher on that team. You had Lamar Odom, Paul Gasol, like let, led led by with Kobe. But and you also had Phil. You know, I would love to see what he has to say about you know the passing of Kobe and what's his thoughts on coaching Kobe because it's not it's not easy coaching players like Kobe. No. Come on, like you have a you have a guy that says give me the ball every single time. How do you coach that? You know, and Phil plays a big role in them winning that. The dynasty type stuff, you know? And
0: I think it's funny, too, because we were just having this discussion probably, like, two days ago about, like, how great players don't end up being good coaches because of the um success and the commitment that they demand from their players every day that leads to them not having that much patience. And I think Kobe definitely would have been one of those. I mean, he does – he did coach his daughter's basketball team as well, I will say that, but – at the same time, like, coaching at the NBA level, I'm not sure how many, how much people yeah, I bet there was he would No, Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. Like he said the cool
3: thing is. about, like, coaching, like, younger people was just being able to, like, sit back and let them figure it out. Like, right. watch him, you know, like, them relearn basketball. He's, like, relearning basketball again, you know, yeah. Yeah. from the ground up. All that stuff is, like, what makes it so much worse, too. Like, remembering him as, like, the basketball player in the 20-year career and everything, but, like, I think, and I keep going back to it, but, like, really, like, Four years of retirement, but really this last year when we were really getting like windows into his everyday life. Mm-hmm. And you know, like he and Gianna were out way more like at pro games, WNBA, NBA. I think all that's what makes it worse because you could see that sometimes someone like Michael Jordan, like he, he retired and came back and then got into ownership. Kobe, it's like he, you, you saw the path. Yeah. You
1: yeah. saw it. It, 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 it was opening it, itself and it just it just sucks yeah and he's the model of a complicated figure too i mean he had the thing that everyone's going to bring up the war case you know people are going to bring that yeah, up and it's yeah. a worthy discussion to have about how that impacts his legacy and it feels like all not all great people but a lot of great people have that moment in their lives that you mm-hmm. have to reckon with because he did so much great in this world but you do have to grapple with that too and how much atonement did he make further in his life? Did it actually happen? There's a lot of questions there that people have to grapple with with his legacy too. And that happens with a lot of great people. Yes. You know, you almost look at someone like LeBron who has just a spotless record and think like that's what adds to his legacy too is that you don't have something like that with him.
0: I, I definitely agree with that. I think for I think also too like uh, I was outraged earlier in seeing the coverage around Kobe Bryant because literally like minutes after. Um, he had like it was um confirmed that he had passed. People were talking about some, um the bad moments that he had yeah. throughout his life. And my thing is, is that there's a time and a place for that. Yeah. yeah. Clearly yeah. there's so 100%. many people who were impacted by yeah. yeah. impact are impacted by Kobe. Good and bad. However, this was a time for mourning and this is a time to remember all the great things that he's done throughout his life. The hardest and part- not really just like completely dump mm-hmm. the- on a man because of the hardest right. part
1: there is you're walking the line between defining his life through his worst moment and also showing respect and, you know, belief in the victim, you know. Yeah, but
3: well, there's a 13-year-old girl that, like, just, you know, you know what I mean? Today, yeah, like, we can, yeah, we can do yeah. another yeah. day. Oh.
1: That, that's my thing. Mm-hmm. And I, the people who brought that up first and foremost on him were just idiots looking for attention, I feel like. Mm-hmm. When you look at
3: stuff like this and it gets worse and worse with every event that happens, but the, the way, and I, you know, we're all, we're all guilty of it because we, you know, keep seeing it. Like the way we all run to Twitter and run to the internet when everything happens breeds this, this horrible like cycle of, you know, media reporting and conversation and, you know, and there's no, there's no like civility with just like taking a step back and being like, there are reportedly nine people dead. Like, like, Three, dollars daughters and a month like that don't like you know what yeah. I mean stuff like that like there's a time and a place and it's not minutes or hours or even like the day that it happens like there's there's more yeah. time later. Absolutely. It was it was also very
0: insane to me how the most credible source throughout this whole like finding out with TMZ yeah. and day day for the yeah like and that's some like that's an organization that hasn't really done white right by people in the past. Right. right but yeah. for you have NBC, ABC, um, uh, Fox. Fox, CBS. All these companies who are known to be doing good journalism literally rushing they news are, the they yeah. are, they are like the news. they're literally yeah. the pillars of news and for them to just simply be outshined because of their rush to be first, yeah. which has gotten worse over the years, is really disappointing for me. Yeah, again, it's
2: tough. I definitely agree, but you know, this is about time for Kobe, you know what I'm saying? And I was like, there's nothing I was out here sitting here crying about Kobe when the situation happened, you know. I'm still kind of like upset about the Kobe situation, you know. Um, that's, you know, that's like another conversation Like Kobe has done so much. I mean, the guy got an Oscar. Like, we talk about legacy, like, fuck all, like, fuck all the bullshit that happened. You know what I'm saying? The impact that he's had. He's like, the line that freaking, um, Stein said about he gave people the ability to pick up a basketball. Kobe did that for our generation. You know what, mm. what I mean? Like, we keep, we always, we always bring up some type, like you said, we always bring up the negative, but like, think about the impact. Like, a lot of kids grew up playing basketball, like basketball was their way of, like, out. making moves out. was was a way for them to let go? Yeah, he needs a
4: God
3: internationally. Yeah. God. Yeah. Like, China, like, his influence in China is crazy. It's crazy. Next to, like,
1: Yao Houston Rockets, like, it's It's Kobe. It's Kobe. I, I like what you said earlier, too, Obaz, because you know, whatever judgment you have about the case that he had, it was an embarrassing moment for him as an individual. Him was in the context of his family. Right. because, I mean, you know, he admitted he had sex with that woman, regardless of what you think the right. outcome was of that. You know, he was a married man. And you saw a change in him after that moment of embarrassment for him
2: worldwide. He came back with like a deadly force, like no matter. Well, that's what
1: that's, you, that's that's where Black Mamba comes
2: Mama
3: from. Oh, 24, that's what all yes. like that's where all the
2: situation, it from. yes. Mm-hmm. And and people like I said, I tweeted this earlier today. It's like those moments is when things really shift for a lot of these players. Like those moments really shift the game, especially like for Kobe. I don't, I can't think of a lot of athletes, but Kobe's a definition of. Yo, this like Achilles from the shoulder injury from that situation from Deborah West, but I'm not going to let that little thing prevent me from achieving my goal. Whether it means being better than Jordan, whether it means winning six, seven rings, he never let that stop him from doing, from scoring, from being that number one scorer. And today we sit here remembering his legacy. And, he, that's, and I think that's the biggest thing, you know? And that was
1: his way of responding to it. You know, ultimately he wasn't going to be someone who came out embarrassed or sorrowful over it. And for better or worse, that's how he bounced back from it and ultimately worked from. him. And the way, I mean, the way everyone's looking at him today, that's the product of how you respond to that. He was
0: also, honestly, one of the biggest examples of mastering the mind.
1: Yes. Being able
0: to control your thoughts and be able to control your focus to do something great in everything that he did. Like Obaz mentioned earlier, he has an Oscar. Like, everything that he's done Come has on, been great. Bro. Like, that's just something that we probably may never see again, honestly. And he came out of high school in the league. Mm-hmm. He didn't have the college experience. He didn't
1: have a lot of, you know, his father was an NBA player, right? So that's, an, yeah. that's a yeah. given advantage that you have coming in. But at 18, it is still a massive jump heading into that league with how many veterans and legends were in that league. I mean, he played yeah. alongside Jordan early in his career. Yeah. So he had a battle with these greats. He had a lot of expectations on him coming in. Gilman, I feel like he exceeded what he was able to come in.
4: I mean, absolutely. As you said, he came out of high school. Very few players do that and very few attain what he was capable of. And I mean, going from Philadelphia high school to L.A., one of the biggest premier markets, Mm -hmm. and just to become an international name, I mean, people, regardless of gender, age, everybody knows Kobe. And that's something very few individuals, regardless of the sporting
1: world or not, that can say that. So, what do you guys think will ultimately be the impact of this moment? Like, for the rest of the season, or the you know, years to come? You know, what do you think is going to come out of this? The way people love basketball. Like, we're watching, you know,
3: we have sports on our right now. We have, or the way, the, not, maybe not basketball, the way people work, the way people care about what they do. Yeah. The way, like, we have Neymar throwing up this 2 4, uh, you know, Sabrina ISQ from Oregon, they're all crying. No other, no other NBA player has. It's just not like this. Like Kobe, Kobe's on a different level. People idolize Kobe, the, like in a different way. And this is from everyone. This is like when I was in, in middle school in Western Massachusetts with random kids who don't even play basketball. You know, like they're trying to like, they're like, yeah, my favorite player is Kobe. Like not even a question. So, I think that's what it is. And then you you see it people that you know, like someone like Jason Williams is on ESPN, just saying like he taught him how, like to prioritize, how to work, like all that kind of stuff. It's not. I don't think it's any of the like. It, there's a ton of cultural stuff and like all that, but I think it's just like, how to
4: work,
1: like how to work. you know for you.
4: I mean, as Taylor said, the mentality. I think, especially as social media becomes more and more popular with these younger athletes, having someone like Kobe to kinda of model your behavior after I think it's very important. It just it helps keep you on track and just always questing for more, questing for championships. And
2: it's just something really special. Oh shit, my turn? Okay, here we go. I mean I be thinking I mean like Jaymon Green is like my favorite player when I'm <laughs> like, it's so not true. Well, it is who your game. My game model is yeah. over him, but I mean like mentally, like when I wake up every day, like Kobe is definitely one of those guys. I don't, you know, I don't really brag about who I, I, I'm inspired to be, but Kobe's definitely one of those guys. I've never seen somebody work so hard, um, at 5 a.m. just going out shooting and doing what he wants to do. I mean, overcoming so many obstacles, throwing, throwing so many things at him and the man still goes at it, you know, and he has this attitude of either you the fuck with me or you don't. And that's kind of the attitude I have, I have now. So um, even his impact on the NBA, people are going to go harder. I mean, people are going to keep locking up. People are going to keep studying this game. But like he, he left a plan for everybody to follow. And people are going to follow and and adapt to it and even bring their own critique to it. So that's his impact. In terms of legacy,
1: we're going to see him join the ranks officially of Jordan. Of Jerry West as the logo Mm -hmm. of those guys. I mean, whether you thought he was going to eventually or not after his Hall of Fame and after he aged, this is just going to speed up that process. I mean, we're about to see the league in the next few days, I think, retire his number almost unanimously. The Mavericks get the ball rolling today. How does everyone else not follow that after? Like, that's it's going to speed up the train of him becoming Mount Rushmore, whatever you want to call it, of this league of basketball. And he had already built that for himself, but now we just step back and value it so much more. I mean, we've talked a million times about the Mac Miller impact of him passing and how that just elevated his music. Now this is just going to elevate, whether it was already there or not, where his game was at in the eyes of the world. And the tributes, everything
0: else, are just going to be amazing. Um, To just sum up Kobe's, like, in one word, determination everything that he did was possible because of his immense determination to do whatever he wanted to do. And he succeeded in whatever he wanted to do. That's all we can really look at him for.
1: And there won't be another. I was thinking a month ago. No. There'll never no, be a Garnett. There'll never be another no. Kobe. What this league really needs one day is another personality like that that just exceeds the size of the sport. Because LeBron's time's coming too. Not not his time, but like his time to retire. That's coming, and yeah. then he's gonna be out of the league. And who do you have left? That's just a larger than life personality like that. Curry's game yeah, reaches that degree, but not his personality. Yeah, I mean, an but yeah. well, the thing is, like, the game. and the game's in cool good team.
3: hands. I feel, I feel confident that th- those people will emerge mm-hmm. because, like, like Kobe, like, paved the way for this kind of like. Not that he paved the way, like, not on purpose, but like. I feel like the league's in good hands because you you have all these kids who came up watching how hard he worked. You don't have the workouts all summer long that are filmed and put on without Kobe. Not Mm -hmm. saying he was filming workouts, but, like, everybody knows how he – like, in in the way basketball, the popularity has been exploding lately. Everyone's in the gym all the time now, and, like, who was, like, the number one guy that everyone knew was doing that?
1: Like, it trickles down. So that's what I was trying to explain earlier. This might almost craft that – Next person and a young person, it mm-hmm. re it regenerates his impact on a younger generation that didn't get to watch him. Because now, let's say a kid six, seven years old who didn't get to see him, they're gonna grow up now watching highlights, and that's all they'll have of Kobe. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the crazy. impact of today.
3: That's well, obviously he's retired, but yeah, to be like all you have of Kobe is highlights. That's nuts. Yeah, it's the like way you just crazy. said that. No, like just that sentence right yeah. there is
0: like. Because even like, after he retired, he was doing detail. Yeah, and, just like he he seeing no him, yeah, like, like, him wherever. Like Just the thought of him being gone hasn't fully sunk in for me.
1: It feels like we're hearing about this all too often now with people who we grew up idolizing in some way, shape, or form. And that really is just part of the stage we're all at in life is you're going to see some great figures, whether it is family or friends or famous people, pass away. And that is one of the tougher parts again in the age that we're at. Like, it's just devastating with every person we see go by. And maybe we've seen an inordinate amount of people in such a short time go. Mm-hmm. But it is part of life for all of us now. It was. It's This one's, this one's tough, too, because, like, all of us are born after he gets drafted. Right, right.
2: yeah.
3: Like, we, we've seen people, you know, rise to popularity and then however they fall from, you know, whether they die, fall out of popularity, whatever. Like, we've seen rises and falls. This is, like, a constant since forever. Like I don't remember. There's not a second of my sports fandom or my life where it's like where I'm like not fake like Kobe's just co- he's there.
0: He yeah. he literally peeped and never came down. <laughs> <But> yeah <laughs> popularity.
1: Yeah like unbelievable. So that's Kobe being Bryant, forty one years old. Still insane to think about typing this show up in honor of the death of Kobe Bryant. Doesn't sound right. Nate Sperling am I right? Anthony Obas on my left, Tyler Gilman joining us here today. As always, Taylor McLeod producing this thing. You can get it at realbobmanning.com, Dome Theory, formerly the Bobcast. I send it out the best to the Bryant family, LA, and anybody who loved Kobe who's going through it today, and I think a lot of people are. So we'll see the tributes keep pouring out. This impact won't lessen anytime soon that it's had on people, and still... It'll take a while to come to grips with this one. Kobe Bryant dead at 41 today, January 26,
0: 2020. Rest in peace, 24. Rest, in peace. Rest in peace. I really hope that wasn't trash.